You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 17th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert insight editor over at Orlando Magic. Coming to you late here on Tuesday afternoon. Sorry for that. Uh, Just uh, still getting back into the swing of things after my uh, trip out of town. But on today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to recap Summer League. We'll talk about the final game of Summer League uh, and and some of the lessons that we learned from all of it, plus the foundation the Magic hope they laid and why Cole Anthony is still having to prove himself all over again. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Detroit Pistons after their summer league concluded? Check out Locked On Pistons. Want to get a head start on the... NBA schedule uh, coming out in about an hour as I'm recording this. It's about 2 o'clock here on the East Coast. At 3 o'clock, the opening night and Christmas Day games will be unveiled. You can get the latest on those games on Locked On NBA, our national podcast. Too. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So yesterday, I recapped the two middle games of Summer League, the games against the Cavs and the Celtics. Let's close out summer, our Summer League talk by looking at the last two games the Magic played in Summer League against the Rockets and the Pistons. Both games, you know, were, you know, I wouldn't say the Pistons game was the, be- was the best, but the Rockets game was probably the best the Magic played all Summer League long. Um, they got, um, obviously, Jalen Suggs was out for that game, uh, so his best game was the Golden State game, that first game. Uh, uh, I believe R.J. Hampton also sat out that game on on Sunday against the Rockets. But for Cole Anthony and Franz Wagner, two guys especially who struggled this, this summer league, it was a great showing for them, a great way for them to finish their summer leagues out. Wagner certainly looked the most nervous of all the, play, all the new players, all the important players on the Magic throughout the course of this summer league. Um, it showed in just how his shots were coming up short. He was certainly frustrated with his shooting. Um, but he slowly began to find his groove. Um, defensively, I think came before his offense, and, and, and I think that's a product of what the Magic worked on. Um, but he was really good defensively for the most part in that game on Sunday. Again, Jalen Green didn't play either, but um, he was really good defensively, staying in front of his man, being a, being a factor on the glass. Um, he was able to find his cuts, and his cutting was really one of the big things that Scouts believed he could bring to the NBA right away. He's a smart cutter. He knows where to be. He knows when to time his cuts. And he knows how to finish off those cuts. Um, and so we really began to see that begin to emerge. And, and I thought he had a really strong finish to his summer league after such a slow start. Obviously, so a long way to go. He admitted that himself uh, throughout the course of the summer league. Um, but a really good good finish for him. We'll talk more about Cole Anthony. But Cole Anthony had his best game as well. Back on the ball with Jalen Suggs out of the lineup. Um, Anthony really began to take control of the game, uh, and, and the Magic obviously needed that from him in this game, um, and really began to pick his spots and, and really do a better job knowing when to attack and kind of staying in control, control of the game. If, if there is something that maybe we learned from Summer League, um, it was that Cole Anthony's probably better on the ball than off the ball, though there's certainly been some talk about playing him at the two. 
Um, so maybe thoughts of playing him either alongside Jalen Suggs or alongside Markel Fultz. That stuff's going to need a little bit of work. His three-point shot was better. Obviously made two or three in that game. Um, so good finish for Cole Anthony. We'll, we'll talk more about him toward the end of the show. Monday, uh, the big thing though coming out of Sunday's game was the step the Magic took defensively. Um, they were much more energetic, seemed much more in tune with the game plan defensively, and it showed. They really held Houston down in the second half, were able to open up a double-digit lead and hold on to it for the win. So really nice performance on Sunday against Houston, by far their best game. And again, if the goal of Summer League is to get better as the Summer League goes on, as the week goes on, again, the Magic had some hiccups, no doubt about it. Definitely a little bit of a bumpy road. But honestly, I would say, you know, the Golden State game was a really good game for them. The Magic played probably two of their better defensive games in these final two games. Now, Monday's game, a one-point loss of the Detroit Pistons. None of the Magic's key players play. The only guys who played that are, are really feeling secure about their NBA future, and they frankly played like it, were Ignas Brzezdekis, who signed a two-way contract last week, and Giannis Tima, who many of us believe is NBA-ready, um, but is likely to get a full roster spot if he is signed by the Magic. Would not be surprised if the Magic looked to help him find a home somewhere in the NBA um, in a trade, or trade uh, perhaps. Um, I, I don't think Tima is interested in a two-way contract. I don't think he is a two-way contract option. But very clearly, Giannis Tima is NBA-ready, and, and the Magic played him like it by keeping his minutes a little bit ramped down. He had, I believe, 10 points on 3-for-4 shooting from deep, so a really nice game from Giannis Tima on Monday as well. Ignaz Brozdakis also ended up having a really nice game, got going in the second half. But really what was impressive about the way the Magic played was the play of guys like Hassani Gravett, um, who I thought stood out, but had a really, really good game, um, really did a good job keeping the Magic in it. And after the Magic had fallen behind early on, um, you know, again, Detroit didn't play Cade Cunningham or Killian Hayes, but Saban Lee is an NBA-level point guard, and he played like it, played with a lot of control. Luka Garza was a good draft pick for them. Signed to a two-way contract, really looked like he, he belonged. I'm really impressed with how, how he put, took off his weight uh, at, at, after playing at Iowa. Um, Orlando fell behind. They were playing uphill the entire way, but they kept coming back. They kept coming at him, and I really liked the fight from this team. Um, and they defended really well, especially when Lee was out of the game. Saving Lee was the difference in this game. Um, Dividus uh, Servitus um, uh, had, had that strong run of threes that pushed the lead from three back out to 12, and the Magic had to scramble to get it back down to single digits. But Orlando did. Gravette was a big part of that. I, I will talk about the two-way guys on the two-way options probably on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic or very, very soon. Um, and Sasani Gravette is near the top of my list off this summer league roster. Um, but... Uh, but uh, um, but Orlando kept coming at him, and I thought their defense was really, really good. Um, you know, they, they lost track of some three-point shooters on occasion, um, but they definitely seemed to get a better sense of the concepts and the rotations that Jamal Mosley was, was putting in. And most importantly, Summer League did not end in overtime. Summer League overtime is pointless and stupid. Very glad that the game ended a one-point game, although Brestakis had a great look for three to tie the game and send it to the two-minute overtime period. That does it for Summer League, though. It's all done. Everyone's going their separate ways. Brosdeka said he's going back up to Toronto to train with his people. Um, Cole Anthony is off to who knows where. Jalen Suggs says he's heading back to Orlando. We've got about six weeks now until training camp begins at the end of September. Um, probably around Labor Day, we'll see some of those uh, off-season workouts begin, those optional workouts begin, and those will be really important to help kind of establish who the Magic want to be and, and how they want to run things. But undoubtedly, too, uh, there's still a lot to get done and still a lot to do. And, and and one of the things that really came out of this was how much 
this summer league was about experimentation and learning. How much, how much, how much importance it had to the coaching staff, and that's going to be one of the bigger takeaways from summer league. The one of the bigger things that we're not going to really know until we get to the training camp how much this summer league was productive or not, because this was a summer league to build a foundation. And so we'll see if that foundation was built. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. Y'all live in Florida, or if you don't, you know Florida is hot. It's really hot. It's really, really humid. I've been to theme parks. I see people carrying around those towels. Everyone's just trying to cool off, and it's really easy to get those disgusting sweat stains on your shirts. There's no reason for that. It's embarrassing. You don't need it at all. Some of you have probably dealt with this. Some of you are probably scared of it, whether you're speaking in public or just going about town. Having no sweat stains are really disgusting. It's not life or death or anything, but there, there are much worse problems in the world. But let's be honest, in the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or God forbid, first date. I'd much rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed the next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I really have only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, and all of us in Florida are because it is Florida and it is hot, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. Again, that's 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or you can find it at Amazon and CVS. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Indeed. General Manager's ask questions to find the right players. They, they, they look for certain things. They have their interview questions. They have the traits they're trying to find. When you're hiring, you can, you can do this too and use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find candidates with the skills you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. If I haven't said it enough. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. So... What do we make of this summer league? Um, you know, summer league, like I said, and I've, I've tried to tell people who are overreacting to box scores or poor shooting numbers, it's it's hard to really judge what makes a successful summer league. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what has to be 
to have a good summer league. Um, you know, we've seen guys like Marco Bellinelli score 40 points in summer league and just be kind of okay players in the NBA. Numbers don't quite do it. Um, obviously, if someone looks particularly bad, like they can't hold their own, that's a warning. That's a red flag. Guys who aren't involved, who aren't impressing themselves on the game, certainly matter. Um, otherwise, it's summer league. Uh, I, I, I've been telling everyone, process over results. Um, are you getting open shots? Are you executing things well? Are you getting better as the week goes on? That's what really matters. Um, I'm not worried about Cole Anthony. I know what he can do on an NBA court. I feel fairly confident that he will be fine. Uh, I don't worry about RJ Hampton. They both seem to be playing not at half speed, but not at full speed. I also suspect that the Magic were very different than a lot of teams in their approach to this summer league. Um, I suspect that the Magic, with a new head coach, a new coaching staff, and a lot of players on their main roster, treated this summer league more like a training camp. And training camp practices are always much harder than regular season practices. Um, You could see in the Cleveland game, you could see, certainly in the Boston game, just how tired the team was. And the team did admit to some fatigue. Uh, So the results, to me, aren't super important. The Magic played two of their better games toward the end. Everyone generally got better as the week went on. And so I'm pretty happy with Summer League. But what the Summer League was about was not about wins and losses. It was not about much of anything else besides laying a foundation. That was something that Jamal Mosley said at the very beginning of Summer League. That his, his, his idea was to begin tying things together, to begin putting his philosophy in motion. And that's very much what was important about this week, or about this week and a half, however long it was that the Magic were out there. The Magic were trying to lay the foundation for who they will be in the regular season with a new coaching staff, with some new players, a new philosophy, a new mindset. The Magic were trying to establish who they will be. I think it's about, you know, laying the foundation of what things we're expecting within practice, the daily habits, the foundation, the fundamentals of where we're trying to go. You know, the the terminologies we're using defensively and offensively, how we want to play with pace, space and pass. Defensively, we want to be tough, talking and tied together. I think laying the foundation there has been huge, not just from the player's side, but again, from the coach's side of us coming together and growing together as we move this thing forward. For sure, that is a huge theme that Jamal Mosley has preached the entire time that he's been the head coach of the Atlanta Magic, the short time that he's been the head coach. Um, But a lot of this is new to him, too. Let's not forget, he's a first-time head coach. He was meeting and putting his staff together as he was planning for Summer League. And certainly, there was some some getting to know his staff in the process, too. There's a lot new here. And I think as Mosley begins to craft his identity and the identity he wants his team to to have and to hold... A lot of it was about experimenting, figuring out what works, what the guys will take to, how to teach what they're trying to build. And yes, there is some trial and error in the process. There were certainly mistakes made in the course of this this summer league. There were certainly mistakes made in maybe communication or how things were implemented, and some of that led to bad product on the floor. And so if this was a time to begin working out exactly how to teach these things, exactly how to get everyone on the same page, that's a good thing. That's absolutely a good thing. But at the end of the day, the philosophies are going to be the same. The Magic are going to be a defensive-minded team. They're going to play with a lot of pressure. They're going to play with a lot of intensity. As as Jamal Mosley says, we're going to be tough, talkative, and tied together. 
Again, those those are kind of the buzzwords that he's picked out. So we're gonna we're gonna try and define we're gonna try and work to define them uh, as we begin to analyze this team. When you look at this team, were they tough? Were they talkative? Were they tied together? Uh, I would say the first two they were very good at. Um, you know, from from everything I saw, tied together. That's the kind of stuff that takes practice and takes familiarity. And certainly, I think the Magic needed some work on that end. And, and maybe with a little more time, they would have gotten there. They certainly, I think, got there more as the game went on. This offensive philosophy has been distilled into a couple of words as well. Um, in that he says that he wants his team to be to play with pace, to play with space, and to play with the pass. All those things are a work in progress, and certainly more focus was put on the defense here than it was on the offense. There are a lot of hiccups in the process, though. This is a young team thrown together at the last minute. Not a lot of NBA guys uh, that have been in the league a long time to know how to adjust and how to move through the course of an NBA season. And so the Magic certainly, the Magic certainly had work to do. Still have plenty of work to do and plenty to grow and plenty to develop as they get ready for training camp. Still, the message was very, very clear. He wants his guys to play hard. He wants them to, to, to be about their teammates. And one of the things that Mosley said he was really encouraged by was the camaraderie that seemed to be built over the course of the summer league. You could see it on the bench with how Cole Anthony was speaking to younger players and staying in their ear, how RJ Hampton was stepping up and taking a leadership role too, how Cole Anthony interacted on social media with teammates like Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner and even, uh, even uh, Giannis Timba. Um, you could see that this group was one that was really tied together and really fought for each other. You could see it too in how Mo Bamba practiced with the team and stayed in Vegas for a little while, how players like Gary Harris and Wendell Carter and Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz all rolled in through Las Vegas to just get a glimpse and figure out what their new coach was about, to get a taste of what this season is going to be about. Mosley is still still developing and identifying his identity as a coach. Um, a lot of players said there was a lot of energy in the building that that Mosley brought energy. There was some video of him doing some of the drill work with the team and, and getting getting his hands dirty there, but a lot of it was Mosley still getting into his player development head, into his player development phase and his player development habits. He wants to be a guy who works with his team, makes them better. And that's exactly what he did throughout the course of this game too, or throughout the course of this week too. At the end of the day, the, the proof will be in the pudding when it comes to wins and losses. That's ultimately what matters in the end. We're going to go over these buzzwords that Mosley has created, that Mosley has set out as sort of standards as we try to define what that means. But at the end of the day, Summer League was about laying the foundation. It was about helping players understand what these words mean and what these philosophies mean. And frankly, we unfortunately cannot know if that was successful until training camp. There was a lot of experimenting. There was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of a learning curve for a coach like Mosley in his first year in Summer League. First year as a head coach, really, actually. We won't know if any of this foundation has really set in until we get to the regular season. And that is not that far away. We'll talk a little bit about Cole Anthony and the Summer League that he had here coming up in just a moment. But first... Rock, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning 
and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You don't need to worry about that anymore. So save time and money when using, excuse me, Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, mortar oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Taste Podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar for the people that don't like protein bars. Uh, I've often gone to, you know, back when I pretended to work out a little bit more, I'd go to the I'd go to the convenience store, I'd go to the grocery store, I'd look at protein bars and be like, you know, if I need a meal, these bars are okay. They don't taste particularly great. They have a ton of calories, but if I'm on the go, I guess that's what I have. Well, you don't need to have those concerns with Built Bar. When it says it tastes like cookies and cream, when it says it tastes like orange, it tastes like cookies and cream. It tastes like orange. And not only does it have great tasting and a lot of different flavors, a variety of flavors from fruit to traditional candy flavors, they're healthy for you too with 70 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. These are not meal replacement bars like the bars you would find in that convenience store. These are true supplement and snack bars. You can eat them as a meal. It'd be a pretty good meal too. But they are also, but they can also give you that little boost of energy you need after a workout or to get to the end of your day. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So all those gold medals were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So let's dive in then to one of the few disappointments that came out of summer, and that was the play of Cole Anthony. Now, Cole Anthony will be the first to tell you that he was disappointed in his own performance, that he wasn't exactly thrilled with how he played either. Um, he joked, he, uh, it, was, it was funny, uh, uh, on the broadcast of Monday's game against the Pistons, uh, Saban Lee was doing his walk-off interview with ESPN. Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs are walking off the court, and Cole casually grabs a basketball, flings it, Toward from from center court toward the basket and makes it and, and gives the half-hearted you know arms up in the air like he like he actually did something which, which maybe he did maybe he didn't. Um, someone someone grabbed that clip and, and posted it and Cole Anthony quote tweeted and said only shot I made in that gym all week. It's that kind of week for Cole Anthony and and certainly um, you know even Sunday's game where he played well scoring 15 points on 6 for 13 shooting, 2 for 3 from deep. Um, he said that that wasn't his best, that wasn't a great game for him. It was an average game for him. That's the kind of expectations that this kid has for himself. Um, but Summer League was undoubtedly disappointing. In four games, Anthony averaged 7.5 points per game, shooting 28.9% from the field and 30.8% from beyond the arc. Whether it was fatigue, whether it was not being quite in game shape or game rhythm, or whether it was the new basketballs, which I don't think people are talking enough about as, as, as the league switched from uh, Spalding to Wilson this season. Um, Anthony just didn't quite seem in sync, um, so that would, would probably be the best way to put it. Now, some of that, I think, is he was focused on other things. Um, I think that 
Uh, a lot of what he wanted to accomplish was to get into a rhythm offensively, but to focus more on his defense and his playmaking. In fact, Jalen Suggs really ran the point. Cole was playing off the ball, which is a very new role for him. Um, and I think that's where some of the struggles came. Anthony took a back seat so that the Magic could feature a player like Suggs. So the Magic could could try and, and get some other players involved here in that process. However, um, we expected a lot from Cole Anthony. He had a really strong rookie season. He's a veteran, a second-year player, and those guys are supposed to dominate Summer League. And it is a little bit of a warning sign that he, and the same was with R.J. Hampton, did not. Again, I would argue they took a step back. Hampton, I thought, looked really good as far as a three-point shooter. I thought his three-point shot looked a lot improved. They were letting others dominate and dictate play. Um, But still, nonetheless, Anthony said very plainly that his goal in the Summer League was to get himself back into rhythm, to get himself kind of back into game shape. And again, he played his best games as the week went on. I thought he played actually fine against Boston. Um, Defensively, I thought his defense was a lot better, although he's still got a long way to go uh, to be a reliable one-on-one defender at the very least. Um, and, And so there are plenty of questions still to ask about where Cole Anthony fits. The bottom line is this, and this is true for any rookie, you are constantly having to prove yourself. Um, your rookie season, you're trying to prove you belong. Your second season, you're trying to prove that your rookie year wasn't a fluke, that you can continue to get better and continue to grow. And again, Cole Anthony did things that were better and, and showed growth. The big thing that was missing was his shooting and his offense. And ultimately, because Cole Anthony is a scorer, that's how he's going to be judged when the regular season begins. Anthony showed tremendous leadership, like I said, too. Um, There were a lot of things I really liked about what Cole Anthony did during this summer league, and I don't think we should just dismiss it or or, or say Anthony failed in some way. He did. I really do think he was working on other things, and while you'd like to see the shooting and have the shooting be more reliable, as it was not something that was completely reliable uh, in his rookie season either, Cole Anthony still had important steps to take and still did some really good things. I don't think we should be completely dismissive of Cole Anthony and his time on the floor. Nevertheless, Anthony has a lot to prove, and the Summer League only raises more questions about the young guard and about what he looks, what he ultimately is in this league and where he fits into a magic ecosystem now that suddenly has a ton of guards. Fultz, Suggs, Anthony, MCW, Michael Carter-Williams, uh, and Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, and of course R.J. Hampton. Someone's getting squeezed out of this rotation. I hate to say it. There's going to be someone that deserves playing time that isn't going to get it in that guard and in, in that guard crop. Uh, and you can't just spread the minutes out to small for because Isaac Okiki and Wagner got to fight for minutes there too. It's going to be tricky. Um, and so Anthony, for all his leadership, for all his teammate, as far as loving on his teammates, for how much he seems to be liked in the locker room, Anthony still has a lot to prove. A lot to prove. And this year is going to be about proving that all over again. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic's apologies for bringing this out kind of late. Um, you can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And don't forget to listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. 
That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily. Locked on Magic. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.